Hey guys, it's Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. You know, the fall will be here before you know it, and the temperatures will start to drop and get a little bit cooler. So swing on by Leon Tailoring to get you something warm that will not burn a hole in your pocket. Maybe it's a nice little bit of a heavier jacket, or maybe a heavier blouse or skirt, or no matter what it is, maybe a nice sweater. No matter what it is, you can get it at Leon Tailoring. Get it ready-made or custom-made or tailor-made. Just go on in, tell them Abdul sent you, and they'll take care of you, and they'll be happy to do it as well. Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware in downtown Indianapolis. This program is made possible through the support of Indiana Public Broadcasting Stations. Live from WFYI Studios in Indianapolis, the 2022 Indiana Secretary of State Debate, presented by the League of Women Voters of Indiana. Welcome to the 2022 Indiana Secretary of State Debate, live from the studios of WFYI, Indianapolis. My name is Laura Merrifield-Wilson, and I will serve as the moderator this evening. This debate has been organized by the League of Women Voters of Indiana, a nonpartisan political organization that has been encouraging informed and active participation in government for over a century. The League influences public policy through education and advocacy. We never support or oppose any political party or candidate. All three candidates on the ballot in Indiana were invited to participate. You will hear from two of them this evening, Democrat Destiny Wells and Libertarian Jeffrey Maurer. Republican Diego Morales did not respond to multiple efforts to contact him and his campaign. Write-in candidates were not included. The candidates have to agree to some rules set governing these debates. Each candidate will give a one-minute opening statement, followed by questions from the moderator. The order for answering was chosen by lot, with candidates alternating throughout the debate. Candidate one will respond first. Candidates will have 60 seconds to respond to each question, although the moderator may ask for clarification and specify further response time. The debate will end with the final question, allowing for closing statements of 30 seconds. Candidate two will respond first to the final question. Our timers will make sure that we adhere to the agreed times. The candidates have not seen these questions in advance and have agreed not to bring notes for the questions. Questions have come primarily from members of the public. Only those to, relevant to the duties of office will be asked. And with that, we will open with our first question. Mr. Maurer, you have our first question for this evening. What do you see as the top policy challenge for the Secretary of State in Indiana, and how do you plan to address it? Our top policy challenge necessarily has to be our election integrity. And so it's the sum total of all the details of getting together to make sure that our elections are transparent and accountable, and that we can all see the process clearly and have confidence, restored confidence, in our elections. So we have to look at all of campaign finance law and all of election law to see those opportunities where we can make our elections more secure, more transparent. Thank you. Ms. Wells, what do you see as the top priority for the Secretary of State in Indiana, and how do you plan to address it? 
Well, thank you for having me tonight. The Secretary of State's office has multiple roles, but this year in 2022, post 2020 elections, the biggest policy challenge is running our elections in a free yet secure way. We live in the age of disinformation and we have seen that transpire when the 2020 elections were contested, that the results were fair and accurate. It is the Secretary of State's job to make sure that we are educating the population as to our process in fighting this age of disinformation. As Secretary of State, running elections will be our top priority in addition to the other three divisions within the office. Additionally, Hoosiers are not turning out to vote. We are 46 in the nation in registered voter turnout. And so we want to make sure that while we are educating about our election process, we are also engaging the public and making sure that they are turning out to vote and making their voices heard. Thank you. Ms. Wells, if elected, what additional areas of responsibility would you tackle? So I mentioned before that we have poor voter turnout. The Secretary of State's office has a lot of latitude to engage the public and have civic education. And that is one of the priorities that I want for the Secretary of State's office. Additionally, the Secretary of State's office can show Hoosiers how the money outside of elections is influencing their process. We are last in the nation in our campaign fin finance transparency. And that is because we have statutes that have real, have really have no teeth in them and so there's no accountability to the public and we see millions of dollars entering our elections and being um, resulting in um, candidates being influenced as to how they are conducting their politics and so we want to pull back the curtain on that as Secretary of State and use the tools in the office to educate the public on just where that money is coming from. Thank you. Mr. Maurer, if elected, what additional areas of responsibility would you tackle? The core focus has to be on election integrity. And so this is an opportunity. This election is an opportunity to restore confidence of Hoosiers in our elections process. And we can do this with common sense tools like receipts and audits. We can use receipts for each one of our votes. And we need a complete and independent audit of all 92 counties before the elections are certified. Together, these are the tools that will give us the confidence and the transparency to avoid the concerns of 2020. Thank you. Speaking of 2020, Mr. Maurer, was Joe Biden freely and fairly elected president of the United States in that election? Yes. Thank you. Ms. Wells, the same question. Unequivocally, yes. Thank you. Ms. Wells, if elected as Secretary of State, how will you fulfill your responsibility that elections are both accessible to those who are eligible to participate and free from fraud and external interference? Well, I would point Hoosiers to the over 50 cases uh, that have transpired since 2020 that have shown that there was no um, concerted efforts of fraud on our elections. And so again, that is fighting the disinformation that is out there. At the same time, though, we need to make, be making sure that we are allowing for accessible elections. Indiana has some of the most suppressive um, election laws in the country. We have one of the earliest voter registration deadlines that's actually tomorrow, so make sure that 
that you are registered by tomorrow. Uh, our polling hours close very early. We have to have excuses if you want to vote by absentee. Our Republican opponent wants to take those 11 exceptions and limit them to four. And so we want to make sure that while we are running secure elections, we are never compromising accessibility. We can do both. We can have fair and free elections and also safe and secure. Thank you. Mr. Maurer, if elected as Secretary of State, how would you fulfill the responsibility, again, that elections are both accessible to those who are eligible to participate, but still free from fraud and external interference? I, unlike my opponents, I do not favor changing our current exemptions or requirements for photo ID. And so instead, I'd like to focus on receipts and audits. These are additional tools that will give us the credibility to know how our elections are performing. And the audits will show that our 92 county clerks are doing a Herculean effort, good work. They are under, uh, understaffed, under-resourced, and overworked to execute our elections. They need more training. Uh, they need more resources. And it, they need more leadership from the Secretary of State's office to ensure that we have an opportunity to restore that trust through common sense solutions, receipts, and audits. Ms. Wells, um, based on your stated priorities in each of your campaign websites, you have some overlap in what you'd like to see done. And either of you win the election. Are there any specific ideas or policies from the other candidate that you might want to implement or perhaps even collaborate on? Okay. I mean, I would like, so I would, yes, like to counter that um, as to okay. you have Jeff's, the opportunity for 30 seconds to counter. Yes. As to Jeff's specific um, policy uh, agenda item that he would like to run 92 county audits. This is also a, an item by the Republican opponent, Diego Morales. Indiana is already strapped when it comes to resources in conducting our elections. We have 92 county clerks that are doing a very good job. And if there are any, um, you know, contested races, uh, a, a candidate it just has to ask for a recount. We already have safeguards and we don't need 92 county audits. Thank you, Ms. Wells. Mr. Maurer, I would also like to offer you the opportunity to counter for 30 seconds, please. We may have safeguards, but we have red flashing warning signs that suggest we have problems with our audits. We have troubling footage of a county clerk who is seen entering in a bipartisan secured room. We have software used in the state uh, of a company whose CEO was just arrested on sealed indictment charges. We don't know the security that we have, and the only way to understand what is working and what is not is to get a baseline assessment, and that is a complete and independent audit of all 92 counties. Thank you. Based on your stated priorities of each of your campaigns, you had some overlap in what you'd like to see done. So looking a little bit differently here, if either of you were to win the election, are there any specific ideas or policies from the other candidate you would like to implement or perhaps even collaborate on? And I believe I started last with Ms. Wells, so we'll start with you, Mr. Maurer. Sure, from conversations that we've had along the campaign trail, um, being available and in the public together. Uh, we have, uh, I think, I believe, a shared interest in ranked choice voting and a nonpartisan commission for redistricting after the decennial census. So there are areas of policy. And as the libertarian candidate, I'm often asked, well, how will you work with other parties in office, with the General Assembly and with the governor's office? And as a third party candidate, I can bring all parties together because I'm not loyal or beholden to any other party or to any other party uh, chairperson. So it really is the perfect vantage point from which to make meaningful and, and substantive improvements in our election security. 
Thank you, Mr. Maurer. Ms. Wells, I'd like to ask you the same question, if there's an opportunity for collaboration or any overlap in terms of policies that you see. Well, there are three other divisions within the office, aside from the election division. There is the securities division, the business services division, and the automotive dealers um, services division. And so Jeff and I have been on the trail quite a bit, and I think we have um, the same thought process when it, it, when it comes to making sure that as Secretary of State, is, it is not an elected official who is constantly campaigning, but it is an official who is putting their focus on the office and making sure that it is customer service oriented and serving Hoosiers first. Thank you. Ms. Wells, I'd like to start with you. You mentioned the other responsibilities of the Secretary of State, and I want to ask if the Secretary of State's office is budgeted and staffed appropriately to provide all the services that it needs to. So the three other divisions, the Business Services Division, um, the Securities Division, and the Automotive Services Division are functioning quite well. And that is a testament to um, the previous Secretaries of State and making sure that they were focusing on those divisions. But since 2020, we have seen all this time and energy with the Elections Division. We see that we have an antiquated um, voting machine uh, structure within Indiana. We have multiple different standards throughout our 92 counties and what we saw in the previous uh, session was that millions of dollars was budgeted toward what is called a um, voter verifiable paper audit trail that would be on top of direct reporting recording electronic machines um, it is going to take serious conversations with the legislature and making sure that we are bringing our machines online and we are not just sticking to the um, the same systems that we have had previously that are not federal best practices Thank you, Ms. Wells. Mr. Mallard, I'd like to ask you the same question. If you believe the Secretary of State's office is budgeted and staffed appropriately for the services that it provides. Our world continues to change. Think about how your life has changed since 2007 when the iPhone 1 was introduced. So the office needs to keep pace with technology and consumer preferences, and that means investing in new technology and investing in people who understand it and can manage it safely for us. So while the funding level exists now, it needs to constantly evolve with the needs of society and the needs of new technology. One of those focuses needs to be on the constant modernization of our elections. We need to invest in new technologies that allow both convenience and security. And we need to invest in a comprehensive audit. At the end of the day, when we count our votes the way we count cash, we'll finally get the elections that we deserve. Thank you, Mr. Maurer. My next question will start with you. What area or division served by the Secretary of State's office should be a high priority for actions to support Indiana citizens? For this perspective, I'd like to take a look at the Securities Division. And this division is involved with investigating securities or financial crimes. And so not necessarily stealing somebody's identity or issuing or asking uh, for target gift cards, but more complex financial crimes, like selling shares to a fraudulent company. And this is complex and detailed investigative work. And work, the office works closely with prosecutors and law enforcement. But right now, we have an entire segment of baby boomers our neighbors who have done everything right. They've worked hard, they've saved all their lives, and now they're trying to pass on that wealth to children and grandchildren. And there are fraudsters out there who will take advantage of that and try to sell them something that just isn't legitimate. So this office, or this division of the office, needs more resources and more focus to protect our most vulnerable neighbors. 
Thank you, Mr. Maurer. Ms. Wells, the same question. Which area or division do you think should be a high priority for Indiana citizens? I think every division should be a high priority, and I do have to agree with Jeff, and I think the securities division is a priority, especially with fraud that is um, committed against our uh, older population, uh, collection agencies that need... Um, that, that are a little bit too intrusive. And then also there are other divisions like the business services division. We have so many small business owners throughout Indiana and they deserve great customer service. And right now they have inbiz.com, which was great when it started, but it needs uh, to be inbiz.2.0. And so that division too, um, as far as affecting Hoosiers at large, uh, needs more attention. And like I said, the Secretary of State's office needs to be in the business of governing and not just campaigning as we've seen in the previous year. Thank you. Ms. Wells, what are your views on ballot access for third parties? Well, my view is that I'm here with Jeff. <laughs> and so you know what? Um, we are a two-party system, but third, um, third parties, independent parties, also hold us accountable too. And so, you know, more than anything, I try to highlight that in Indiana, we are ran right now by a supermajority Republican legislature, um, Republican governor and agency. And so, not even more than just independent and third parties, we need to get back to a two-party system and have Democrats also involved in the process in keeping um, our democracy healthy through accountability in a two-party system. Thank you, Ms. Wells. Mr. Maurer, the same question. What are your thoughts on a third party? Well, think about a restaurant that has only one item on the menu and it's something that you hate. How often would you go to that restaurant? The answer is probably never. And so what we need in Indiana, what is really going to drive voter turnout and overcome the low statistics that we have as a state in performing for voter interest, it's going to be options. It's going to be a bigger menu of options. That means more parties and more candidates and more choices for you, the voter. And the way to achieve that is through more third parties, third, fourth, fifth parties, and to have more competition. When we see this in in our environment, when we see two stores competing on the street, two similar stores competing on street corners, you get better quality and lower prices because there's competition. And we expect to see that same competition giving us better options on our ballot when we have more third parties who are actively able to, to participate in the political process. Thank you, Mr. Maurer. I'm glad you mentioned voter turnout because that's the subject of my next question. Indiana regularly ranks among the bottom 15 in voter turnout, with about half of Hoosiers voting in presidential election and only sometimes up as one in five in local elections. Does this concern you, and how would you address low voter turnout if elected as Secretary of State? Benjamin Franklin wrote to his uh, youngest sister in 1773 saying, if you become a sheep, the wolves will eat you. And that is what we have right now with low voter turnout. We have our citizens, our neighbors, becoming sheep voluntarily by not engaging to vote. So it's a responsibility and a privilege and a right to vote. It's critical that you get out and vote because we need your input for our shared future. And that means having more options and more competition on your ballot. We can't sustain the two-party system. If you're exhausted and frustrated with what we have, if you see things going the wrong way, if you don't know what the problem is or how to fix it, just look at where we've been. We've had two-party system rule for decades. And so if you, want to do, if you want a different result, we've got to do something different. 
Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Ms. Wells, the same question. Does low voter turnout bother you, and how would you address that as Secretary of State? It absolutely bothers me, and it's been a large talking point um, for us on this campaign. When I started this campaign as a Democratic candidate, I was told it was impossible to win because the demographics of Indiana make it a red state. Today, we are four points up on our Republican opponent, and we have been going throughout the, the state saying that Indiana is not a red state. It is a purple state with a voter turnout problem. In 2020, when the stakes seemed existentially high, 1.6 million registered Hoosiers stayed home. And so it is deeply troubling, and we are looking at the reasons as to why Hoosiers are not participating. And there are multiple reasons, to include a couple decades of partisan gerrymandering that have drawn districts that make races not competitive, and therefore voters are not um, incentivized to come out. We need to work toward nonpartisan redistricting in 2031 um, to just begin to address our voter turnout problem. Yes, Mr. Maurer, I'll offer you 30 seconds of rebuttal opportunity. I don't, see a, I don't see a turnout problem, I see a trust problem. And I can't tell you how many of our neighbors I've met out campaigning who say, my vote doesn't count, my vote doesn't matter, the system is rigged. And so what we need to do is bring back trust and our opportunity here in this election to restore trust in our elections with common sense solutions, receipts and audits. That way, the confidence that your vote counts means something. Ms. Wells, would you like 30 seconds to respond? Yes, please. As Secretary of State, we must be operating from a fact-based, evidence-based place. And so, yes, we do have a voter trust problem, but that is because we have been living through the last years of perpetuating a big lie. When people no longer believe in the truth, then the biggest lie wins. And so we can't further add fuel onto the fire and say that your vote doesn't matter or count and that we're going to have a 92-county audit. We have to step back and actually start to educate voters on where the truth is. Thank you. We're going to end it on this topic for a moment, but I promise you we will return to elections and voting. I want to know, given the other responsibilities of the Secretary of State's office, what changes you would like to see in either the Business Services, Security, or Auto Dealer Services Division, and why? And Ms. Wells, we'll start with you first. I've sat down with some of the with the technology vendor for the Secretary of State's office that um, helps with the platform inbiz.com. And so with um, COVID, what we saw was that we started to rely on web-based platforms because of safety measures. But now we have a Secretary of State's office that largely operates behind um, this web portal. What we need to do is we, we need to bring the technology up to date within the Secretary of State's office. And it's just not with inbiz.com. We can also do this um, with our campaign finance search functionality. We can do it with how you can register online. While the Secretary of State's office may not um, make laws like the legislature, it is able to shape um, the Hoosier experience by offering better tools through technology. And this is what I would want to do as Secretary of State. Thank you, Ms. Mills. Mr. Maurer, the same question. What would you like to see in business services, security, or auto dealer services divisions? In the business services division, we have to remember that government exists to serve us. And so as an entrepreneur and as a CEO and co-founder of a VR tech company right here in Indiana, I've been on that side of the software. And so I know what it is to focus on payroll and product and service and customer satisfaction and cash flows. And the last thing I'm concerned about is the stack of paperwork from the government. So government needs to serve 
businesses serve Hoosier entrepreneurs, and the first way to do that is to get out of the way. So to streamline things, make things easy. The second thing the office needs to do is to go and live where small businesses live. And that means weekends and after hours and places in the times and quiet moments that you have to focus on all the other things that aren't part of your business. So as part of my platform, I want to expand customer service hours, allow for texting, and assign a dedicated account representative to live with the uh, startups as they grow so that way there's enhanced customer service. Thank you. I'd like to ask the candidates how well the Business Law Survey Commission serves a proactive role in maintaining a positive Indiana business community. And Mr. Maurer, I will start with you. Sure, so history tells us that anytime there's clarity in a marketplace, we have people coming in because they know what the risks are and they can act on it. Having the legal infrastructure to guide us for what is acceptable and not is critical. Think about all of the new and emerging economies and industries that are yet to be developed. We can build them here. We have to have clarity around what that's like. So autonomous vehicles, medical device, medical tech, pharmaceuticals, hemp agriculture, cannabis companies, uh, if and when cannabis is finally legalized here like it is in our neighboring states. So think about all the opportunities, the growth opportunities that we have to have clarity around those laws and those industries will help our neighbors build businesses here. I'm not talking about bringing in, spending millions of dollars of our tax dollars to bring in billion dollar companies from overseas. I'm talking about helping our neighbors build the next billion dollar company right here in Indiana. Thank you, Mr. Maurer. Ms. Wells, the same question. How does the Business Law Survey Commission serve a proactive role in maintaining a positive Indiana business community? Well, as an attorney, so I am also a government litigator. I have been an attorney for the last decade. Um, to Jeff's point, the law is always evolving and always changing, and it is hard to stay informed um, as an everyday citizen. And so in making sure that we are messaging correctly, that we are giving updates, and we are allowing for the public to be educated and know how they are maneuvering through the business space, it is the responsibility of the Secretary of State's office when working with this commission um, to further that mission uh, with the public. Thank you. Ms. Wells, what changes would you make or suggest that the legislature makes in administering elections in the state of Indiana? So when, again, running for this race as a Democrat, uh, I have been asked, how does a Democratic Secretary of State work with a supermajority Republican legislature in administering elections? And so as a Democrat in a two-party system, I think it is imperative that we are able to work with a Republican supermajority legislature, but to also progress um, the needs of Hoosiers. So with accessibility, we need to start advocating for um, polling hours to go past six o'clock. Indiana is only is one of only two states that closes their polls at six in the afternoon. We need to advocate for um, less restrictive voter registration laws. Like again, I said, make sure you register by tomorrow. Um, and so as uh, the Secretary of State, we need to be working with the legislature, but also making sure that we are informing the public when the legislature is not accountable to the needs of Hoosiers. Thank you, Ms. Wells. Mr. Maurer, the same question. What changes would you suggest or what the legislature to in administering elections in the state? All of our election law and campaign finance law is written by the two old parties. 
they wrote this together and it serves to help them stay in office and to keep all others out of office. So it's imagine two schoolyard bullies writing all the rules about who has to turn in their lunch money. That's what we have. That's why we have so little competition on your ballot, why we have so few people running opposed with an actual opponent. So working with the state legislator, we're going to introduce good accountability, ease of access, transparency, things that make the entire election process more competitive. We have to take ownership in making elections more competitive for all. Thank you, Mr. Maurer. I will allow a 30-second rebuttal from Ms. Wells. Um, I would like to say that as a two-party system, this is how our democracy has thrived um, throughout history, and that I would like to say that the Republican Party and the Democratic Party aren't bullies. Um, the Republican Party is a party that has had no accountability in the state of Indiana for the last 20 years because of Republican supermajorities. And without accountability, you get a runaway party. Um, when we are functioning appropriately, we do a good job. Uh, both parties can, can have um, good ideals, but it takes uh, the presence of both to keep, keep each other accountable, which we don't have have in the state of Indiana right now. Mr. Mauro, I'll allow you 30 seconds as well for a bottle. Our system is not working. And if you're exasperated and frustrated and exhausted by how broken it is and how toxic it is and how hyper-partisan our elections, how angry they are, we can see proof of that by the fact that we are missing one of the candidates on the ballot tonight so confident that he's set to win this election that he won't even care to hear what you have to say. Our elections and our systems are not working, and we can see that because mirror image states where Democrats are the supermajority power, uh, power, like in Maryland, are just as dysfunctional as Indiana. So the duopoly is the problem. Thank you, Mr. Maurer. If you're just tuning in, we want to welcome you to the debate. And I'd like to remind you that all three candidates on the ballot in Indiana were invited to participate. You are hearing from two of them this evening, Democrat Destiny Wells and Libertarian Jeffrey Maurer. Republican Diego Morales did not respond to multiple efforts to contact him and his campaign. This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.